Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Buster Show. On today's episode, we have Tsunami Poppy, Kelly Oubre Jr. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. So first things first, how are you feeling right now? You've got you, you know, you've got a, a big month coming up. How are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Uh, how excited are you about, you know, everything to come? Yeah, man. Well, I can answer one question at a time. I'm doing very well. Um, just bless this off season. So, you know, I'm in control of my routine and my structure and my schedule every day. So, you know, that's just consisted of playing basketball and being with my family every day. So, you know, that's the beauty of the off season, but just getting better, you know, and constantly just growing on aspects of the lad, the past season that you need to grow. And that's, you know, that's my favorite part of it, but um, I'm feeling good, super excited. Um, you know, as the days tick, the weeks come, Obviously, free agency gets closer and closer. So, you know, I'm just focusing on each and every day, one day at a time, man. Um, trying to control what I can because I know it's going to be crazy whenever free agency kicks in, too. So, just trying to just be chill before the storm comes, man. So, makes sense. How yeah. much do your off seasons change from one another? And is there, you know, a specific thing that you lead and in, head into each off season wanting to work on in particular? Like, oh, this offseason, I'm going to work on my handles, this offseason or that, or does it just sort of change throughout? Honestly, man, we just look at a lot of film um, from the previous season to see what I got better on and what, see what I need to add in my game to see what I got better with. Um, so it's just the fundamentals, man. I believe that each and every player um, should always work on the fundamentals, you know, because that's the basics and the foundation to our game. So just make sure I'm crafting those and perfecting those. You know, I feel like everything else which is on, you know, the basic things that I work on. That makes sense. Now, what what do you want to show people that you're capable of that, you know, maybe you don't think you have shown people yet? You've shown people that you can drop 40 in big games. You've shown people that you can play in the bright lights. Is there anything in particular that you feel like you haven't shown yet that you want to? Realistically, like I would just let my game speak for itself. I, there's, a, I don't want to. I don't have. I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anybody. Um, because what I bring to the game of basketball is very essential. You know, and it's timeless. Um, you know, I bring passion, energy. You know, offense and defense. You know, passion, energy. Um, kind of like the full package. So you know, I just want to put everything together. You know, and I think it'll be really beautiful and like sexy when I put everything together. You know what I'm saying? So, I love just, it. You know, can't wait for my game to be a little more sexy. <laughs> I love it. Now, what kind of pride do you take in being, you know, a true two-way player? Is that something that you feel, you know, prideful over? That is me, man. Um, I love guarding the opposing team's best player. Um, and I also love going at them on the offensive end, um, you know, for, for however long, you know, I'm in the game for 48 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes, 36 minutes, it doesn't matter. I'm coming at you. Um, but I take, you know, pride in just competing, competing against the best because at the end of the day, like, you know, I respect the best, but at the end of the day, I want to be the best as well one day. So, you know, it's just a competitive thing for me to continuously just you know, push, you know, the the whoever is at the, supposed to be at the top of the food chain or whoever, you know, is the guy on the other team, man. Let's go at it, you know. You mentioned, you know, watching film during the offseason, looking back at the season prior. 
I imagine that's a lot of film of yourself, of your games, but do you ever go back into the NBA archives and look at specific players or is there anybody who you've been looking at recently from, you know, further back? No, I take a bits and pieces out of everybody's game. Um, I think that, you know, you can add a little bit of everything to the bag. Um, you know, guys are different at, guys are great at specific things, you know, um, but we all can play the game of basketball. So it's kind of like, you know, you give a guy a basketball who's really good at it, he can probably do what the next guy can do with it. But at the end of the day, it's about what you see that works and fits your style and who you are as a player. Um, so, yeah, I take bits and pieces from everybody. Um, obviously, Michael Jordan and Kobe, you know, footwork, you know, that was very impeccable for them. And that really, that's something that I'm focusing on right now. It's my footwork, adding that to my game. Kyrie, um, Steph even, you know, just being able to move their feet while dribbling and handling the rock and making decisions with the ball. It's very, it's very special, you know. It's, that's like another IQ level that, you know, you have to continuously work on. But it's a beautiful, it's, a, it's the uh, art to the game as well. So, you know. Totally. Now, what what in your eyes do you want to bring to teams, you know, heading towards a big month? What mm -hmm. what in your eyes are those things that you want to bring? Uh, leadership, energy, and positivity. Um, just, you know, I want to bring myself, you know, I am who I am. And, I'm, you know, I'm obviously, you know, an individual who you'd love to have me in your community, in your city. So, you know, I just just can't wait to, you know, joining a family um, aspect and continuously like understanding I'm potentially have the chance to be there for a while um, and you know kind of just take everything one day at a time and just get to know that new environment and just make it home. Totally speaking of bright lights you know which I, I had alluded to before you know last time you played at uh, Madison Square Garden I believe you put up 19 and 8 uh, you know, playing against Luka Doncic, uh, you know, who's big name, obviously, in Dallas, you put up 40. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there something about the bright lights that brings something extra out of you? Or is it all the same? No, nah, I think it's, it's always been that way for me. Yeah, the, the brighter the lights, you know, the more energy, the more anxiety you have towards, the, you know, so the more you have to kind of perform, uh, or you're, you at least have to, you know, step up to the plate, because you know, for sure that it's go time. You know, this is the main stage. Um, so I know for a fact that um, I just love to compete, you know, and obviously being, you know, in the mecca of basketball, it's just, you know, the lights are super bright. You know, you, you love to, you know, go out there and perform because I think that everybody comes to the basketball games like it's an art show or a fashion show or just a hangout, you know, at, to watch good hoop, good culture. And to really just see who's there, that who the it crowd, the who in the know people. So it's really like a big thing to be able to perform at the garden. So um, everybody knows this. And it's, it's, a, it's a blessing to be able to play there as a, as a basketball player. Totally. And those fans are crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's you know, I'm sure you watched The Last Dance, but one of the big takeaways I got from that, you know, you mentioned uh, watching Michael Jordan a lot before was how, you know, he would play even better when somebody heckled. And this was something as a fan that I never understood because if any basketball player is good enough to make it to the NBA level, that means they dealt with those, you know, hecklers and people like that their entire life. So if they're at that level and they're on the opposing team, 
you would be in, you know, it, it's not, doesn't sound like it's a great move to yell at that player because they're going to, they're going to be better. Is that, yeah, something, is that something you've ever thought about? Yeah. I mean, for me, no, nah, I mean, you know, I try to zone everything out. Um, I try to just look into the four lines on the court and just be in my zone when I'm out there. But obviously you hear things, you hear people talking, somebody says your name, you'll, you'll hear it, but you can't pay it any mind. Obviously you have to be locked in on the game and the task at hand, but it, it obviously turns you up because you're like, okay, like, yep. if you make a mistake and that person is laughing at you, it makes you feel like, you know, a certain type of way. And then you go harder the next time you get a chance to do the same thing. You, you eventually succeed so that they can't say anything. So it's kind of one of those type of deals, but it comes with the territory and it's honestly fun. You know, without fans, sports will be nothing. Totally. Have you ever had any great one-on-ones with a, with a heckler before <laughs> in terms of them, you know, saying something and then you going out and, and then, you know, giving them the eye back up the court? <laughs> Not really. Like for me, I'm more of a like, if you try to heckle me, and I do something, I'm gonna stare at you and give you a mug, like, like you know, one of those. But it's just kind of more so, or like give you a salute, or something. But just to kind of make you feel interactive to the game because I know you're watching. So, yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty funny. I used to have a lot of antics with me, but I don't do that anymore because I just want to respect the game and just let the game play and let that game, let my game speak for itself. Now, that makes sense. Now- but I still love to, you know to put on a show while I'm out there. Like it's, it's, a, it's a performance at the end of the day. That's why we work hard each and every day to, you know, um, sharpen our knives and our tools because we're performing every time we step onto that court in front of those fans. It's a test, so. Of course, got to. Now, in terms of, you know, staying locked in on the court, that's one thing, but then staying locked in off the court is a totally, you know, different thing. Social media can be pretty crazy and wild as obviously you know. How do you or do you block out that noise? Uh, and are you the type who has Twitter fingers or, or, or no? No, I'm not. I literally probably have two tweets in the past year, probably. Um, <laughs> no, nah, probably more. But I don't really like to tweet like that because I don't look at Twitter. I don't look at my feed or my timeline. The people that I follow on my Twitter or either we have crossed paths in life or it's just a mutual respect type thing. Um, I'm sorry, loved ones, if you have a campaign or something positive going on, and I'll listen to what you got to say, but I really don't care about people's opinions. So um, other than my circle. Um, so that's what it is, man. Twitter is just, it's like news, but everybody has a voice. So, you know, it's kind of, you have to filter a lot through the, through the bullshit. So. Yeah, I think gen- generally that's a really good thing. Any Anytime anybody pays attention, you're going to hear what you don't want to hear, no matter what or what it's about or when. Nah, nah. Instagram is, is you know, that's, I'll be on that a little bit more, but at the end of the day, that's also tamed because you're going to look at some of the pictures, man. <laughs> you know, you have your life to live here, but if you go on Instagram, it's technically you're like looking at other people's lives too. So not focused on yours as much. So if only you were teaching the uh, nation's youth. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm one of the leaders of the, of the new generation, so you know, I'm, I'm down to do that. That's my job. I love that. They're, they're next up, man. Now, one thing you mentioned earlier, and I think this is definitely an underrated aspect about guys joining new teams, is you know, certain guys do love to be involved in the communities. What are what are those sorts of ways that you like to get involved? And are there any things that you haven't done that you know you want to do in the future? 
Um, no, nah, really, I mean, I've always loved to just touch the next generation uh, for me. Um, and I would also love to tie in creative arts and, you know, help kids who are more so in, in eccentric things like band, art, dance, um, things like that find a platform, but also people who, you know, are, have different passions or don't know what those passions are. You know, I want to inspire kids to find that and be unapologetic about what you love to do and be you and, you know, and be great at it. That's my biggest thing. Um, but I've given out scholarships um, each and every year I've been in the league to, you know, high school students to go to college um, or to use to go to college um, towards their tuition. So it's just whatever I can do to help. That's what I'm going to try to do. Um, but I love to touch kids who like don't necessarily know um, or haven't found their soul yet. You know, I want to at, at least be a bridge or a resource or a, a motivator to help them do that. At what point did you sort of find yours? At what point did you realize that basketball was gonna, you know, be such a big part of your life? Um, uh, well, I started out doing Taekwondo um, when I was younger. Um, I did, I eventually got my black belt and then I was oh. like, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to play basketball. So I started playing basketball. I can't really sit here and tell you the age. My dad would have to tell you, but started playing basketball and I was like, okay, I like this, you know, I'm getting better at this. This is fun. I could do this. So I just, you know, my dad also played basketball in high school and college too. So it made it easier because um, he was always in the gym with me. So uh, yeah, so I've been just playing basketball my whole life, technically. But I started off doing uh, martial arts, which was, it helped me, you know, my fundamentals, my discipline, things like that. So. I'd imagine confidence, too, especially. Confidence, chi, things like that. Um, yeah, so. Did any of those black belt skills transfer over to the, to the court? We'll say how flexible and athletic I am. Um, you know, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I'm so like wiry and you know agile on the court is because I know how to use my body. I know how to take, you know, and manipulate strengths from certain spots and be stronger and you know, use my mind to create whatever I want to type of thing. There can't be that many professional American athletes that also have a black belt. It's probably one I know of, James Johnson. Uh, that's it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anybody else though, but hey, I speak to them. Whoever has one, man, salute. <laughs> is, is that something that you would recommend to, uh, to kids who maybe don't yet know what sport they want to play, but want to, you know, get involved in something? 1000%. Yeah. I kind of want to open my own dojo one day. That would be dope. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be the instructor, but just have a chain of them around the world and, you know, vet out some of the best, um, you know, martial arts uh, senseis and things like that. Cool. So. Are you, are you a UFC fan at all? No, not really. I don't really like UFC. It's really gory. It is. It's kind of contradicting, but yeah, my dad likes that shit though. Where did your nickname come from? What's the origin story there? The elevation of water, man, for real. That's all it is. Um, obviously, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. And, you know, I that believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like, you know, I can't sit here and 
I say I can't hear and control the future, you know, so I can control it now, though. And whatever happens, I have to adjust with it, you know, and kind of be like water. But tsunami is kind of a, one of the biggest forms of water that, you know, that you know of. So I just want to, you know, be that inspiration. It's one of the biggest inspirations of somebody who kind of unapologetically was him, you know, and respectively was nice and loving and caring, you know, but also just inspired for, for just doing my own way for did he inspire your martial arts journey or did you discover him you know when you were already into it um i was no yeah i definitely say after after the fact because i didn't really start you know i had to go through some things in life um to really hone in on finding my soul and my purpose and things like that so um yeah so for for the youth what what would your best advice be for people who want to try to discover theirs? Do you think school is a good route of that? Do you think sports combination, or is there anything else that you think can help, you know, people sort of discover that, that side of things? Yeah. Just being open-minded for real. Definitely. I think, you know, you should learn as much as possible, you know, knowledge is 100% power. Um, so learn as much as possible and just be curious and ask a lot of questions to see what you like and what you don't like. Um, and it's trial and error also. Learn from people's mistakes. So, yeah. Totally. Now, one thing I, I wanted to be sure to ask you about, you know, if you look at NBA fashion back in like 2000, 2001, 2002, you look at the draft suits, you know, from like LeBron, D-Wade, uh Chris right. Bosch, those guys some some may like it you know sunday service ones no but you know they were others would say that it's interesting and i'm on that side of the fence uh yeah. nba fashion has come a very long way uh and i think social media and instagram have only propelled that because people want to see what guys are wearing and i think you know sneaker culture too was a huge proponent of that becoming a you know 10 20 30 billion dollar industry uh in and its own so people uh naturally since basketball shoes uh which no other sport has in the same on court slash casual sense like baseball cleats nobody wears football cleats nobody wears hockey obviously not um track it's sort of different soccer is different but basketball has that you know from growing up to you know obviously you love fashion um and you're heavily involved in that side of you know the nba world uh how what has it been like to sort of see that progression and was it ever noticeable and how much do you now uh enjoy that being something that you know people like i'm not gonna lie to you man i'm just happy that it's kind of becoming more of a normal thing honestly because when i came into the league i took a lot of flack for just being me and you know wanting to dress and look nice and look put together um yeah it's bold pieces here and there but at the end of the day it's just my expression you know my my form of art in a way um so I took a lot of flag because people were questioning my character and still to this day who don't really know me and know, you know, what's in here and hadn't sat down and had a conversation with me. 
they would think because my my fashion, you know, my love for fashion or my love for art, I'm not focused on the game that I love, which is truly, truly false because I'm a, I'm a businessman at the end of the day and I'm a professional athlete too. So, you know, we can sit here and talk about, you know, ideas like real men and businessmen if you want to, but that's not here. I mean, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, because everything is constantly evolving, you know, and I feel like when I got to the league in 2015, you know, we forced my, the younger generation, my, my generation and the younger generation coming up today, they we're constantly forcing the older guys to step their shit up. You see, like, what were these guys wearing back in the day? Like, and then all of a sudden now these guys are, you know, bashing King doing their thing like that. Like, ah, bro, it's an evolution, but they also know that there's other people coming there's other people doing their own thing too. So, um, it's a beautiful cycle for real, for real. It's, it's how things are supposed to be in a positive way. So, you know, even this year it picked up, you know, and I'm just, I kind of took a step back, you know, I didn't, there was not really that good of a tunnel uh, because there's a parking in the garage in Golden State. So obviously not really that many pictures. And you know, I was more so chilling this season, trying to find my way, find my groove. But I was just happy to see like you know, how big league fits and all that stuff is getting because, yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. And about time people just really express themselves through the arts and, and sports. Totally. Now, what, because I, I didn't never really understood until recently the importance of dressing nice. It's like a respect thing for everybody else around you, too. Yeah. Have, have yeah, see, just on, man. Some, some people don't. Some people just be wanting to, you know, exist and go about their day and be comfortable. I understand that part. But for me, man, I have to, like, for, it's just like, you see, I have, I have a, I got a chrome on right now. Imagine, like, head to toe chrome for real. But, I'm inside the house yeah, chilling, you dig? Like, but that's me, like every day I wake up, I really feel good. So I would, you know, express myself through the clothes that I wear because that's what people look at me and see, you know? So that's all it is, man. Do you, are there any crazy pieces out there that you've had your eye on or something or a designer that you'd want to collaborate with or something like that? Well, Dope Soul is coming soon. Um, we're, dropping some, we're going to start dropping some capsules soon, which is fine-tuning all the details and production right now, and then you're going to roll everything out. But just want to put that out there. But also, man, you know, this is one of my favorite brands, Chrome Hearts, because it's simply right, like, they're timeless. And everything is super, you know, fine, fine, fine-tuned, you know, and homegrown and organic. And I love that. And so I feel like that's the, that's the art in it, you know, down to the smallest details. So, you know, that's one of my inspirations in this thing. Um, but anybody else I would, I would collab with, couldn't tell you off the top of my head right now, no. The Chrome Hearts pants are the craziest to me. I think once I saw, it might've been Travis Scott, he was wearing like rainbow ones, just the crazy, or it might've been Drake actually, but. Yeah, they uh, got a lot. You probably could find me in a pair too, but. <laughs> Insane. Shit, I need a plug on those, where you at? <laughs> Um, I was the Stark family. Yeah, Chrome Chrome Hearts is such an interesting brand too. I feel like, like if you look back at like older hip hop photos, you'll see guys wearing it. Like you'll see Jay Z wearing right. Chrome Hearts like 10, 15 years ago. But I feel like only recently, you know, people started putting it on such a pedestal. Oh, I didn't know that it was around them back then. It's crazy. Um. Now, I, I've got an interesting question. You've probably never been asked before. I know that you, 
um, the sports card industry, similar to the sneaker industry has just exploded in the last five to 10 years, especially the last two. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, since you've signed cards for Panini for years, since, you know, your rookie year, what do you think the most uh, Tsunami Poppy sports card has ever sold for? Hmm, that's tough. I don't want to, I don't want to lowball myself, man, but I, was, <laughs> I have, I I have the number. Oh, you do? Wow. Okay. I have the number. I'm going to go uh, 2,500, man. On the dot, you got it right. Twenty five hundred dollars. You were the first person that I've ever asked to land it on the dot. It was your one of two uh, rookie patch auto with the little championship tag from when you were with the Phoenix Suns on the back out of a product called Flawless. But the funny thing is, that's not even your best card. That's just the best public sale. The actual best card is what's called your logo man so it's a little jerry west logo put on a card you signed it probably back five six seven years ago and uh that would be worth if i had to guess probably 10 to 15 times more um, oh, uh, so that's dope, man. hopefully the price keep going up man i'll keep keep showing love <laughs> do you do you save any of your own collectibles like do you save jerseys do you save sneakers are you you have like your own personal collection of like other guys stuff too gotta save jerseys uh save i'm also saved jerseys of my own stuff from my childhood and growing up in the circuit team things like that um yeah all right anything else that's pretty dope though did you have a favorite player growing up um i would say mj he was he was just basketball I you know, imagine in the 90s, he was basketball. So, you know, I think he was, he's my favorite player to this day. Well, him and him and Bruce Lee are some two pretty good icons to look up to. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Some good people that bless this earth for sure. Um, now, you mentioned, you know, wanting to open up a sort of dojo and, you know, around the world training guys. Are there any other you know, business aspirations that you have? Are you, have you ever, you know, thought about, you know, I'm sure you invest in, in early stage companies, but have you ever, you know, thought about becoming a venture capitalist on the side or one day? What, yeah. what, what are sort of your passions on that front? Are there specific industries that you're more interested in than others? You know, what, what are you thinking about on, on a day-to-day there? Well, film and media is something that I'm, Know, pretty passionate in. Um, um, I have also Doso Productions, which is a production company that you know, I'm growing um, along with my clothing line. But that's something you know here and there because I don't want to get into that unless we're sitting here talking about business for real. Because other people will look at that and you know perception perceive me as not worried about the game that I love. Like I said, and that's not the case at all. So you know, I'd, I'd rather just hope you know, continue to just play the game I love and be blessed to invest whatever I'm making. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I, I want to ask, who do you think are some of the most underrated guys in the league? When you look at, you know, your career from Washington to Phoenix to Golden State, you know, played against everybody from some who are retired now, some, 
you know, who just came in the league, weren't playing when you first started. Are there any guys that stick out to you who are, you know, you're like, their game isn't really appreciated, you know, by by the media? Well, Drew, Drew was getting his, his roses. Um, shout out to this one, a ring to Drew Holiday. He's one of my favorite players for a while. while. Um, who else? Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, really hard for me. Like, Drew Holiday has just always been a solid, thorough professional. Um, Chris Middleton, too. You know, I'm just kind of going off because that's the last people I saw play. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, myself, you know, I feel like I'm right yeah. But that's here now, there. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. I mean, those three. That's awesome. Now, last question for you. What are you most excited about right now? Like what, what gets you, you know, the happiest uh, in terms of, you know, basketball professionally? What, what are you most excited about as we look towards, you know, these next few weeks, months, you know, you're in the gym training, working on new stuff. What excites you the most? Just growing my game, um, you know, coming back better than I was last year and, you know, kind of just showing that I'm, I am who I am, and, you know, standing on that firmly. So just getting better, um, enjoying, you know, the time to decompress, but also just work my body to the limits, man, and just grow positively. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And just also spending time with my family. It's just life for me. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, congratulations on everything. And uh, I can't Thanks, wait to, to support and, you know, continue to watch you ball. Or, man, I can't wait for another season of Crew League, too. So, you know. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Watch that's, that shit. That's been fun. Yeah, bro. That shit looks fun, for sure. Um, well, thank you so much, everybody. You know where you can find this man on social media. Uh, and we'll catch you all later. Peace. Thanks, man.